Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. That you and, you know, you're both in the swing of things, you know, you let me know if a, if a time works better for you, you know, I'm, I'm open to. Yeah, yeah. If, if there's something that works better, you know, find something in the middle. Um, I think generally the time is quite good. The two o'clock on a Sunday, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not so bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, for when we do want to do like roasts and stuff like that, it might be a little awkward because like peak time or good time for a roast is around like one or two generally. Like 12 was a bit early. I think we turned up literally like right as they were opening uh, to get our roast. But um, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So potentially. But then we don't do that every week anyway. So um, it's not really a problem. Just do it ad hoc. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's fine. We're just trying out new ones in the area and stuff like that. Trying to figure out the best roast. Yeah. Fabulous. Okay, I'm just going to... Are we live, are we? Yeah, we're live, yeah. Okay, had, um, right, I'm just going to... They had cheesy leeks at this roast. You know, like... some roasts, Cheesy leeks? Yeah, like some roasts have, like, cauliflower cheese and all that sort of stuff. This one had, like, yeah, like, cheesy leeks sort of thing, like, chopped up leeks and a nice sort of mustardy cheese sauce. And it's actually really good. Uh, I, I did like it. I'm a big fan of buttered leeks. Have you ever had a buttered leek? I don't think I've That's had a good buttered stuff. leek. I don't really eat leeks often, yeah. if I'm honest. I do not. Leeks are great on a, they're like on a roast. I'm a big fan. Like, they're not an onion. They're also not really a spring onion. And then in most <laughs> other scenarios, you would always just use an onion or a spring onion. So where do leeks lie? <laughs> they're, they're just really yeah, rogue. I, they're kind of a rogue thing. They're somewhere, <laughs> they're somewhere between like... Uh, an onion and a uh like a root vegetable to me you know they're like they're not quite an onion but they're not quite not quite a celery yeah they're like somewhere in the middle not quite a lettuce Mm. um beth says you're quite quiet by the way maybe and i just have to listen and you are maybe maybe crank up like 20 percent or something yeah i knew it i don't know why because i'm at the exact same audio levels but normally i do peak a little higher than this Mm. I was on testing my vocals earlier. Like, ha ha ha. Crank up a little bit. Um, how is. God, I'm cracking myself up quite a lot now. Um, God. I mean, I'm quite loud, actually. It might be that I'm loud rather than I don't necessarily think so, being quiet. Like I said, my audio generally. I mean, you are quite loud, yeah, but like generally, like. I haven't messed with any of the settings, so I don't know what's gone on. I, I don't know what's happening. <sighs> I hate it when stuff like this happens. But yeah, it's pretty infuriating. Uh, this, this sounds this sounds okay. I mean, it's not that we can't hear you. It's just that I'm quite loud by comparison. That's all. okay. Well, how about I just I'll put myself up a little bit more, and I'll put you down a couple percent as well. Yeah. Let's let's do that. And Joaquin's in the chat as well. So Joaquin, let us know how the audio level Yes! Is. Let's go! Um, I think I might still be on the quiet side. And I'm probably like eating my mic as well. It's like in my fucking face. Mm. No, you sound great. It's just... You sound great to me. It's just OBS. <laughs> like squashing the... 
the vocals as it goes through. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm still a bit All right. quiet. I think that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Tim sounds yep, great. Fine by me. Sounds yeah. awful. Well, that's just whacking trolling. Classic. Joaquin's Joaquin's going full PC. Did you know that? What bit? Yeah, he's he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> massive little baby wiener bitch. Yeah, right. First sign of danger. Abandoned ship. He buys himself a rig. Big rigs. <laughs> um Okay, should we um should we jingle and get this show oh, on the road? He said he's actually being honest when he said you sound awful. Oh for fuck's sake. Oh, come on man. No, I don't feel like he does, but come on. Let me turn it down a little bit. God's sake, why I've never had to do this, so why am I doing it now? Uh yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Yeah, just let us know if it still sounds awful and also what you mean by that like sounds normal, you just don't like the sound of my voice speaking through a loud walkie-talkie that's what i mean i think i'm cranked up too high maybe okay fine fine all right talk again for me Okay, so you're like just peeking at like the top of the green bar, which is exactly where I am now. So, in terms of your cool. decibel range, so there should, unless you've got the wrong mic input, which I don't think you do, so should be fine. I mean, do I sound fine coming through to you on Discord? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just it's just OBS and YouTube things. That's fine. Um, yeah. See what be one of those fucking uh, botched tech episodes, isn't it? Yeah, fucking these. Um, we haven't had one in a while. To yeah. be fair, we 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 were due one. What do you mean? There's no difference. <laughs> We've had a good run. There has to be. <laughs> That's funny. His his mic is peaking so much fucking less. I don't understand what you want from me. I wonder if I can turn it on on my end. How does it work though? Let me check. Well, you did just Hello? get quieter. Is that still really loud? Oh, yeah? You did just get a lot okay. quieter. But... Am, I, am I still really quiet? Yeah, you're quiet. I don't know. We'll see We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, you, you, you're coming through quieter from my end. And in OBS, I think. Okay, Joaquin says much better. I don't know why we've had to half all our fucking audio levels this episode, but whatever yeah i've just turned it down on my end um yeah thanks for getting or is it really maybe you, maybe you just you. fucking i don't know you just whacked the knob on your microphone by mistake moving and cranked it all the way up or something because <laughs> in about genuinely know. in about 25 episodes i've never had to adjust any audio volumes so yeah yeah i don't know it's really really sus um but we're here now we're seven minutes in. Right, we'll We're sounding on. good. <laughs> Let's start the show. <laughs> Nothing like live, uh, you know, like problem solving. Yeah. I can actually move it. I bet you after all this, Wacky's just got his headset cranked to like oblivion. And now <laughs> and now we sound like fucking mice to the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up to half. Or two. 
All right, let's let's intro the show and then we'll go from there and I'll just adjust as um as I get feedback live feedback from Beth and the team. Yeah, we are um, um so much lovely welcome everyone to episode 130 of the quick resume podcast um it's been it's been a pretty big week isn't it it's been a pretty big week for the world of xbox um or has it Not or has really. it been fucking, basically you know, nothing's nothing bugger <laughs> yeah that's right it's been i guess what i mean to say is it's been there's been a lot of anticipation around this week and a lot of uh a lot of energy and anxiety and uh, emotions, really. You know, me included. I'd say us included, maybe even. You know, it's, it's not like it's been a small deal. The possibility of Xbox going multi-platform and ditching the hardware. Uh, that, you know, that was the catastrophic outcome. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a bit later about whether that's looking likely or not. Um, so we don't have a Caden today, our third. So if you're new here, um, that guy over there is Tim. Hi, Ron. And my name is Deck. Uh, we, we talk about uh, video games. We talk about Xbox, not just the console, because that's not what it is anymore. That's not the future. Don't forget it. That's not the future. We'll see. So, Tim, how's the game brain been, man? How's that been going? Um, it's um, it's been a bit uh lackluster this week i haven't actually played too much this week but i did finish off final fantasy remake um so i played Ooh. that a couple nights uh this week and wrapped that up last night did like a good four five hours stint on that last night and wrapped it up so we're all ready for the new still one. a 10 out of 10 uh well, i don't think it was ever a 10 out of 10 for me there, there are some flaws in the game i mean it's ex- for, for one it's extremely linear uh game like it's basically um, yeah, from like a narrative character perspective and combat perspective, yeah, it's like a solid nine for me, definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm hoping this new game, you know, scratches that itch of, you know, being open world, being a lot less linear. You know, that's definitely what they're going for with this installment. So um, yeah, I'm buzzing, and I'm buzzing to see where they go with the story as well, because uh, they're completely changing it up from the original. Well, not completely, but like new twists and turns and characters and stuff like that to keep people guessing so um yeah i'm super excited and um yeah so wrap that up still love it and um been playing a little bit more helldivers um played a little bit this morning Mm. actually um you know it's really funny actually with that you know that automatron event that's going on at the moment apparently people are finding Mm -hmm. that really really difficult like the, the, it is pretty hard yeah fair. like the community are like really struggling and they're just like we don't know if we can get like the community challenge done um which is quite funny actually because i didn't find it that bad i mean we were even two man tackling it unchallenging at one point like later in that night weren't we challenging difficulty we we did it once but it was hard like most of the time we were on medium so mm-hmm. yeah i guess yeah. so um but yeah, so I played a little bit more of that this morning. Um, there's still like 11 days left on that challenge thing, so we're in no immediate rush, but I wouldn't mind playing some more tonight. Um, mm. And yeah, that's still doing great. Um, yeah, Helldivers is still going fantastic. They fixed um, matchmaking. I was quick playing with three other randos. That works now. So, Oh, does it? That's nice. Yeah. I, I, and it's really nice. It's especially nice that IGN waited for that to be fixed before giving their review. That is true. Yeah. A nice, like... It's what? really, really nice is of them, a yeah. Week, a week after release date review. That, uh, 
maybe maybe high more, number. yeah. Yeah. Small divers two, let's check. Um, yeah. It's really funny because I saw a review come out like twelve hours ago as well from another um gaming uh article. I can't remember who it was. It was a well known one, like Games Radar or Eurogamer or something. And it was just like the, the headline was Helldivers delivers a great experience for PS5 and PC. A solid experience. And it only came out like 12 hours ago. And I was like, no. Like, for like its first <laughs> week of release, it was basically broken on PC. Um, so I, I don't understand why this has now come out. You've given it a fucking nine and you say it works on every platform. I mean, yes, now it does, I guess. But it's just weird. I don't know. I just don't feel like that happens mm. ever. But no, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> no. And like the amount of times when I was leading up to wanting to buy that game and I was like, where the fuck are the reviews? I was like Googling it like every day. I was like, what is happening here? Like, why? what's yeah. going on? So you just get this like extra polish time or something. You just slip them some money under the table. I don't understand. It's it's especially weird because it's not like it's a sort of game like Diablo where it feels like there is like a big focus on end game. Like the game is fun, but you get a good sense of what that loop is in maybe five hours playtime. Um, mm. Like so, I don't know what everyone was waiting for. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's not like an insane amount to Helldivers. There, I mean, there is, but like, it, like like you said, you figure out the loop and you just repeat the loop. There's not much where you're like ten yeah. hours in and it's and still it's a fun loop. You new stuff. Yeah. yeah um yeah no there's there's plenty to do don't get me wrong but yeah you can like yeah i, I don't know i just found it a little bit odd to be to be honest um that reviews are still trickling in from the big mainstream ones um but you know credit where credit's due you know even though they did release a bit of a broken pc version the game is banging and you know good, That's on good. um and i like the way they priced it i like the way they just kind of dropped it low-key and it just turn out to be fire you know um i'm on board with it you know yeah well definitely yeah no doubt I, we, we spoke about it a lot last week you know it's, it's really good i know rakeem's been playing it as well i'm, I'm sure there's other people who are going to listen to the listen um, after the fact um who've been playing it it's, it's only on ps5 and pc i don't think it's on ps4 um you know uh, and it is it's a good time you know I, i'm still i still think it's around like an eight for me but it's like a really solid eight but like we shouldn't discount like we said even though pc was really busted in the first week I, even on playstation the quick pla the matchmaking d hasn't worked <laughs> like it straight up hasn't worked <laughs> yeah which has been fine for us because we've played in a group of three so far but uh, that's a bit of a problem and it's just a, you know like you say it's a bit weird to me that it didn't feel like I was being protected by outlets. And that, that's like the whole purpose of reviews. The mm -hmm. point is that with reviews, you're meant to be transparent with the customer so that they can, you know, they, they can make an informed decision. And like, if I was someone like we had, we did wait a couple of days, I think after it came out, didn't we to buy it, but there would have been people who yeah. bought the game and just didn't know that half the features weren't working. Um, yeah, you know. or that the servers were down for its entirety of its early access window, or like the first weekend it released, which they're actually yeah they're doing like a fifty percent extra XP this weekend. I don't know if you caught wind of that um, to make up for that. <laughs> was a nice meow. I like that. Yeah, the cat. <laughs> she wants to yeah. jump on my lap. Um, Hi, Luna. That was weird. My headset okay? just disconnected an audio device. You know when your headsets talk to you when a device connects and disconnects. Yeah, yeah, it yeah it's just freaky. Like, this random Sorry. device is disconnected. It's like really freaking yeah. loud. 
Um, just a little bit of psychosis thrown in there, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what was I? What were we saying? Um, oh, I'm sorry. The deal you said something about fifty percent off. Or oh something like no, that. there's a fifty percent XP boost um, to make up for the fact mm. that the servers were down for like its first twenty four yes. hours or forty hours. Um, I think that runs to this evening or something, so we might be able to squeeze a little bit out of it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's kind of nice, I guess. You know, at least they did that. Some some yeah. companies don't even do that. You know, so yeah and it's not a problem like live service games have these hiccups but to see loads of outlets like doing parades around it like i said a pc gamer i think said something similar of like hell divers 2 shows that not all is lost when it comes to service games and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about every single live service like hiccup is here it's happening right before your eyes like what are you talking about it's a great game but it's having the exact same hiccups every other service game gets like Mm -hmm. i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) and we played it on its most stable platform and we encountered encountered crashes we've encountered uh servers being down for like an hour plus you know we just literally couldn't get into the game um we've yeah. experienced like not being able to connect to each other not being able to see each other online you know like you said all these live service hiccups so it's not to take yeah. anything away from it but they are there you can't just pretend they're not <laughs> that's right yeah and it's yeah. That, that's the confusing thing like what was the point in waiting 10 days to review this game to like put a review out um because even now i think the game only had when i checked before the weekend i think the game only had like 28 reviews that's fucking nothing Mm. like considering the popularity of the title i don't know and also i mean there was obviously the thing of like codes weren't sent out before the game um that's the thing on the other side of it like oh yeah do you remember the whiplash that we got got reviewed yeah from suicide and starfield and starfield like a couple of you know a couple of journalists went really out their way to like give the game shit um who was it was it Eurogame? no maybe metro probably metro who like we, we spoke about it on the podcast and they were like they did a review in progress and they were like they didn't send us codes it's probably a shit game and then when they wrote yeah. the review they were like this is what you get for not sending us a code like it was to that effect that's what they put yeah. in the review and they gave it like a six i think or something like that you know so <laughs> It's but but here it's just fine and nobody's even it hasn't even come up as a as a topic of discourse that codes weren't sent out. Um, really bizarre to me. And the only reason I can think that that is is because they knew the servers weren't weren't quite ready for the demand. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, we just play the cards right. By the time reviews are out, everything will be fixed and every everybody will pretend it doesn't happen. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's you know, it's they're just it, the all these publishers do it but it's just very strange to me that it's just being conveniently brushed under the rug by the outlets that's even, supposed to have my best interests in mind <laughs> yeah no yeah i totally agree but e- even like suicide squad when and Starfield, like you said which didn't throw out um review copies those still got reviews on like day one suicide squad yeah. got fucking absolutely battered by every single outlet on day one even though they didn't get codes you know that's also a live service yeah. game um so what's the difference here starfield arguably would take a lot longer to review based on the fact that it's a very large rpg right and it takes time to get through it and see what the game you know does afterwards that got reviewed on day one with some places not having codes i just don't understand why this one took 10 days to start getting Mm. some reviews well i guess with starfield they were just selective one they they sent out i think to 60 outlets or something so they they chose the ones which they thought were going to give them the best scores and then more rolled in um afterwards but so you're right suicide squad didn't do any um and here they didn't do any but that's why that's what i mean like starfield was half a problem half as bad because they only they just gave selective reviews but it was still this big like you know coup of like i can't believe they're manipulating the scores like i say yeah i mean 
that's fine. Like I understand, like it's a fair thing to criticize, but it's just not being applied evenly, is it? That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, the rule has to apply to everyone. It, it can't just, yeah, it can't just not apply to some. But, um, but yeah, little little rant. You know, regardless, you know, we're yeah. not bashing on the game at all. In fact, we both booted up our playstations and bought the bloody game you know even though it's not on our platform because we wanted to play it that much and it it's a banger like um so yeah but just it's just funny when you notice those little things um but yeah obviously mm. you went off a little bit of a tangent there but yeah basically just final fantasy and hell divers for me this week yeah nice and, and you know i think we'll probably end up looping back around to hell divers in a little bit because it's you know it's the first i think it's the first time playstation has released one of their games day one on pc and it's doing numbers and i don't know if you've seen this it's overtaken destiny 2 it's Mm -hmm. overtaken starfield in like highest concurrent ever and that's really surprising especially for destiny 2 you know so it's like it's turned into a big hit like um i think probably to everyone's surprise um so you know we'll see i'm sure the conversation will loop back around to that when we're talking about playstation strategy and xbox's strategy in the future because there's no way playstation aren't looking at this and going hmm. <laughs> you know next next santa monica game is day one on pc next spider-man game is day one on pc mm-hmm. which they haven't been doing um up till now i just hope it doesn't feed these fucking corporates to keep making live service games because like 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 we said, it's just like one out of like twenty of them stick to the fucking wall. Yeah, this time it was Hell Divers, but like, is this just going to reiterate to all these fucking shareholders that like, yeah, we want live service games, <laughs> make it a Fortnite, make it a Hell Divers? It's just like we were just starting to get out of. I feel like we were just starting to realize that this shit just doesn't work, and it's probably not worth. Mm gutting these studios to make their game into live service because you want more money yeah yeah. there were so many failures and now another one is stuck that i'm afraid that it's just gonna be like just keep going one will stick yeah i just cancel that yeah Yeah. all all the all the all all the publishers are now taking the developers and being like turn that into a service game (laughs) you know indiana jones service game (laughs) yeah it's like all happening um but of course, let's not forget, you know, Palworld just happened at the beginning of this year as well. And that was a surprise hit. I, that's like, you know, 2 million concurrent, like ridiculous, like breaking yeah, records on like Steam. Um, right. And that's, I mean, is that, I mean, it's, I think it's probably in the, in the service game category, but I, I've got to imagine that a lot of publishers are looking at breakout hits like this that are lower priced as well. You know, Power World's in game preview. That's the only reason it's exclusive on Xbox. And Hell Hell Divers, while it is a lower priced game, it still took seven years to make. I don't know if you knew that. Mm. The dev time is seven years yeah. on Hell Divers. And to be honest, for that long, that much development time, it's a fairly content barren game. And I, I don't. It's got a good amount for day one. Like it's got a good amount, but the yeah. loop is kind of the same. Um, I don't know how much, how many legs. I don't know how many legs Hell Divers actually has. Like, I feel like it's give it another week or two. I feel like it's a game that you can you could add quite a lot of content to quite easily by just dropping maybe. new weapons yeah. and new stratagems and new planets and maybe even a new race or some probably not a new alien race because obviously there's so many different units. I think there is a third one lined up. I think there is okay. a third one lined up. Um but it won't be for a while. You know, all that kind of stuff. I, I do feel like you can you can keep a game like that running live service with with quite quite ease uh to be honest and you can and the cool thing about it is it's so wacky and ridiculous anyway that 
it doesn't matter kind of what they add you know they could add stratagems which are just kind of nuts and op or guns that are op and nuts but it doesn't matter because it kind of fits the narrative of the game of just being a bit over the top you know they don't really have to worry too much about balancing or anything like that i don't feel <laughs> a little bit but not as much as like games like destiny and stuff like that they really have to worry about balancing because they have so many different aspects yeah. to their game like pvp and stuff like that as well um yeah so yeah I, f- I feel like it could have some legs to it yeah to be fair but. it definitely could and then that's always the case with these service games isn't it it definitely could and it would be fine of course if it hits its all-time peak and then chips down to a steady player base like that's probably what is what is going to happen um because as i said last week the, the actual gameplay loop is very good like the shooting mechanics and the movement all feels pretty pretty good um but i'm not sure how quickly they're actually going to be adding things like stratagems and I'm not sure if they're I'm not sure like once the meta kind of comes about I'm not sure how many how much longer it's going to go on we'll see it's fun for now and that's fine um you know but it's it's obviously a big hit right now and it's it's really interesting in the context of these lower priced games being big hits and how you know how that how, how that might be adopted going mm-hmm. forward so we'll see yeah yeah um man what have I been playing I've had a bit of a uh, and no game week as well um i think i just played yeah i've just been playing hell divers with you guys i really want to start up there's a couple of games i want to start up i got the cyberpunk dlc i've got inscription ready to go which i'm really excited to play and i've also got um midnight suns which i want to play as well um which i'm double excited about now because they just added the um touch overlay on remote play oh okay nice so yeah. any of your games you can just play on your phone and i feel like that's great like so i don't have to faff around and like try and find my, my key or my like little uh, controller adapter you know um so mm. that's really nice. nice um but while i was away i played a bit of um booted up the cloud nice and played a bit of brotato on the cloud yeah with Makishi. nice and that was fun okay it's a like a vampire survivors type game but you're a potato it feels pretty good. I can see why people enjoy it. <laughs> it's, it feels like a, it's like a, it's wave based rather than like continuous, like Vampire Survivor is. Like you do a wave and then you stop and you do the upgrades and so yeah, on okay. and so forth. But cool, nice. Sweet. It worked well, man. I was impressed. Every time I use XCloud, I come away like quite impressed. Mm. Like I, I tend to forget that I'm playing on cloud when I'm when I'm doing it uh, after playing for like five or ten minutes. So yeah, yeah, it's a really nice option. Mm, definitely. Um, just to check in on Joaquin here, um, <laughs> uh, you guys see the Forbes analyst saying he guarantees Xbox will try and buy Pocket Pair, the developer of, of Power World. Yeah, I doubt it. Somehow, mm, probably not I mean, right now. I, I think they're probably done with buying stuff for now. I think they'll probably start up again in a bit once they've landed fully on their strategy. But yeah, I get it. And then, yeah, you see how in the business meeting, Sarah brought up Power World of all games. Yeah, they're clearly enjoying the success. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, we, we spoke the other week about them plastering pals all over, like, series S's in Korea and everything. It's so funny, man. Like, it is so funny. It's like that game's being, like, memed into. I, like, I don't even understand it really. Like, it's because i still see some of our friends like playing it daily mm. and like i think it's fun and i get it um but at the same time it was still like it had a very early access feel and yeah i don't know man 
<laughs> do, do you do you, do you yeah. feel me like i'm uh, a bit surprised <laughs> i'm in the same boat where i had some fun with it and it was goofy but like when i when i boot up my xbox or want to play a game boot up playstation whatever power doesn't immediately come to mind of oh this is a game that's gonna scratch that itch for me this is the game i want to play tonight like i'm probably yeah, more yeah, yeah more likely to well boot up helldivers i'm probably more likely to boot up diablo i'm probably more likely to boot up any of these games over it even though i did enjoy power but i know what you mean it just yeah, has it's that fun. feel of kind of a little bit of clunkiness to it and i don't know maybe maybe the fact that it kind of just felt like a bit of a knockoff product of something like pokemon for example i never treated it as such a you know like a a proper game in my eyes i don't know maybe it's something psychological like that i don't it's weird mm, yeah it's weird, but... yeah i feel you um but that but that's it for me um yeah I've, I've also been weighing up like trying to get into some more jrpgs this year maybe i'll do that uh, but we'll see how the year goes mm, <coughs> with like yeah. tales of arise obviously i own it because you own it um I, as i felt as we're now soul linked on playstation i can play final fantasy unless i want to wait until i'm like 65 which which I still might do, just in principle and out of, out of, out of stubbornness, you know. Just play it. <laughs> you might not even like it, man. Like, just just play it. Like, you might not even click with it. And if you waited that long to get it on your on your platform, your Xbox platform, and then you're like, nah, I'm not even clicking with this. <laughs> it's just going to feel even worse. Just you know, Maybe, you know. yeah. You maybe. never know. I think, I think I probably will, though, because, like, one thing about me, I tend, I do, I'm, I tend to like quite like games even that are outside of my comfort zone if they're like really well rated. It's why I know that aggregate reviews tend to fit in with like how I feel generally. But Pentiment is not my type of game. Like it's, it's very like intellectual. It's very philosophical. It's very historical, mm. and that's fine. I like all of those themes. But it's, it's, it's. It's a text-based game, you know. It's it's a text-based game. There is some choice in there. It does like some light RPG elements as well, um, but it was it was great. You know, I think I would rate it less than what the aggregate is. But like, it's it's a very good game. There are times where like my attention was waning because it's just like a bit harder for me to stick to it. But it was like it was great writing, you know, and it's um it was really interesting, really good game. So yeah, I do that with a lot, even like Age of Empires just not traditionally my genre, but nonetheless, if it's if it's good, like I tend to like get some enjoyment out of it, so I reckon I will but we'll see mm. we'll see, man, who knows right, we've got a couple of um, honourable mentions for the week um, the first being that apparently the Switch 2 is getting delayed to quarter one 2025 and this came from VGC first and now I think Bloomberg is corroborating it as well and I can't fucking believe it Tim because I bidded on two Switch 2 titles I told on you. Fantasy Critic so just like that my whole fucking <laughs> I, I, I legit said this to you at the time as well you, you literally put in caps I can't believe you fuckers let me get those games thanks for the w or something like that and then we were like <laughs> i'm pretty sure my next response was they might not even come out man and you were like yeah they will fuck off and now look at the situation <laughs> you're in 
That is so unbelievable. I fucking hate Nintendo. I fucking hate them so much. Every time I try and bid on one of their shitty games, it flops or it gets delayed. I hate it so much because, and everyone else bids on one of their games and it's like, oh, it's Donkey Kong wipes his ass. 95 on Metacritic. For God's sake. You went with Mario Golf last year, didn't you? And it turned out to be so Yeah. It was like yeah. it was like a sixty-eight or something, you know. I like, I couldn't believe it. I'm so <laughs> angry about it. <sighs> so I guess I'm gonna have to drop them now. <laughs> I mean, maybe they still release the games like they did with the Wii U. They released like Mario Kart Eight at the end of the mm. Wii U cycle, didn't they? And then made the deluxe for Switch. I mean, maybe. And and it and I'm so annoyed as well because things that I've been bidding on for years now, like um. Hellblade 2. Did, did I get that this year? No, okay. I got oh, Yeah, I got that this year. Sorry. Like, so Hellblade 2, and you had your hand up in the Discord thing, did that like thumbs up bubble <laughs> oh, <laughs> for like five seconds while you were like, Hellblade 2, what's going on? Well, like, it was just mid-ramp. Yeah. Um no, it was um a Silk Song, Hollow Knight. I've been bidding on that for three years now. And now the one year I couldn't get to it first, someone else has it, and it's like for sure it's coming out this year. I'm just no, I'm so know. over this. I'm I'm never winning Fantasy Critic. No, you're probably not. Yeah. And knowing my luck as well, like rebirth will probably flop. It'll be like open world isn't meant for Final Fantasy. Seven out of ten. It's like for fuck's sake. It, it's a PlayStation game, it's gonna be ninety plus. <laughs> oh, toxic. Not really. That's fact, says. <laughs> Straight fact, bro. Yeah, if Helldivers was on Xbox, it would have been a sixty. Yeah, we all know it. Let's face it. That's a that's a high seventies on Xbox. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't really know what to say about that. Um, it, it, this does tie into a little bit about again the stories that we're going to be talking about today. Um, with Xbox's like change, quote unquote, in strategy, because one of the things Phil said, which really stuck out to me which I kind of knew, but I guess I hadn't put, put the pieces together, is that despite 2023, 2023 being a really strong year for like critical games, the industry is slowing down for the first time. Like The game industry is slowing down. Um, growth has stopped, and in some areas, it's, it's actually diminishing. It's, it's falling. And part of that is because of the COVID bubble popping. And I don't know why else. You know, it, it'd be interesting to, to think about why that might be. Like, I just wonder mm. if um, people, you know, the gaming generation is getting older you know and, and the, the new generation is just the tiktok generation you know i don't know but yeah. it's stagnating um and the switch 2 not coming out this year is is going to make that worse you know hopefully it doesn't lead to more more layoffs and things like that but um it's going to be a quiet year you know apart from xbox mm. really yeah yeah i was just about to say yeah um it is going to be a quiet year for everyone but xbox by the looks of it um yeah the switch 2 I mean, I'm sure this is probably something they delayed with a with a heavy heart. They probably really did want to release it this year mm. because obviously the Switch is quite a old console now. You know, they are due for a hardware upgrade to um, to get these higher caliber games running better and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, and to make their year not quite as quiet. So yeah it's it's interesting and it's also interesting in the fact i don't know if we'll swing back around to this in a larger topic but if xbox have any hardware planned for potentially end of this year mm. something portable or something like that you know if they can beat switch 2 to the to the to the market for like a bit of portable hype you know then they get that they get their foot in the door and get that flood of people that were looking to 
get a Switch 2 this year and now mm. they've been blue balled, you know. I'm not saying they're just going to steal because the Switch 2, no matter when it comes out, is going to just annihilate the gaming market. But like, um, they can just get that first flood of users that are craving that that thing that they were hoping for this year. I don't know Definitely. how likely it is that Xbox might do something like that. I probably am going to say no to Xbox releasing any form of portable hardware this year, but you never know. You you mean something like a handheld? Yeah, yeah. Some yeah yeah. yeah. I don't I. And it's not not happening this year. Yeah. Um, although they did say there was something that they were. That, it was a bit hard to actually pass their words, but my understanding was that they are releasing new hardware this year. Um, and they have more hardware to show this holiday to like show off for the future. But aren't they releasing um, like that discless like tower or something? Xbox Series X discless tower, or is that just like a uh, yeah. fan made thing, or is that? It, it it was something that was in the leaks, wasn't it? But yeah. um, hasn't been confirmed. Uh, we don't know. Probably you know. That, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, we we don't know if that got cancelled or if that's still in the works. Um, but. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll come back around to that for sure. Um, but it, it's really interesting that there is a bit of a slowdown happening right now. And, it, you know, again, everything we're talking about is going to tie back to, to the Xbox stories that we're going to cover because they're, they're, they're quite pivotal in some ways. You know, these publishers putting their games everywhere to really try and get to, to, to keep that growth steady. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, we'll see. Do you think you would be Switch 2? Do you think you'd be there day one for Switch 2? Or is that not... Mm-hmm. Just question. depend on the hardware, uh, the software for you. Depends on the games. Yeah, I think it kind of does. Um, yeah, because there, there are lots of games I haven't even got around to playing um, on Switch Two yet. Uh, on Switch yet, sorry. Like, um, like Tears of the Kingdom, and um, yeah, even some of their flagships. I don't know. Maybe they do a remake or a HD remaster. Uh, not HD remaster, but a remaster of like Mario Odyssey or all these kind of games, which I never got around to playing on the Switch, so I can play these on the Switch too. You know, if they release it with software like that, then maybe. And then if they release it with new, exciting software as well, then maybe. But I have to say, probably, if I were to answer that question now, I'd probably say, no, I'm not day one. No. But then if you're yeah, not day one, it's going to be really fucking hard to get one. So. I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah. a part of me is like, if I just get in there and secure it, then I, you know, even if I don't play it immediately, I probably I might not have one for like six months if I don't get it on day one. But yeah, no, no. Yeah, see, see, it get scalped. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty funny actually because I think the reason I ended up getting a switch was actually uh, Hades. <laughs> I got I got a switch for Hades. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. It was a time exclusive like a, for quite a while. I'm surprised you didn't get like a Switch Lite or something. Or did you get one before that was even a thing? I think I got it before it was a thing, yeah. Yeah, because that seems like something you probably would have got, especially if you would just be playing it mainly portable, or you saw it as a portable console, you wanted it for Hades and some other stuff later down the line. Yeah. I think you did get yeah. it before the Switch Lite was ever a thing, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, there's definitely something to be said there about it opening up the year for Xbox. Although the, the beginning of the year has been really funny because we had like Im- some, immediately some big hits, didn't we? We had The Prince of Persia and then we had Tekken uh, and then we had Like a Dragon. Um, 
And then we've just had Persona 3 Remake, and they've all been like high 80s, 90 uh, in like scores. And but then throughout, we've also had a couple of flops like in between, like there was that Silent Hill game. Foam mm. Stars has come out as well. Skull and Bones has just hit, right? Oh my god. Um, what did Skull and Bones end up doing? I actually haven't really kept track should, of that. We should have probably spoken about that, actually. Yeah. It's, it's on 60 at the moment. Uh, Suicide Squad is another one, of course. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's been a bit funny. It's, it's either been very big hits or or uh, very low lows and, and not much in the middle. There's been yeah. some, like uh, that Banishers game, which actually looks really good. Like I'm like, I really think that game looks cool the banishes ghost of new eden yeah i have seen that yeah it does it, it mm. does look quite cool yeah and uh mario versus donkey kong was another one but but yeah i mean i if if those i mean those feel like they're already shoe-ins for critical darlings in particular i can see like a dragon getting a game of the year nomination i put my name on that right now that that game's getting a game of the year nomination persona oh, yeah. 3 reload might because apparently, you know, we can just make remakes and, you know, just get them in. It's game of the year now. Yeah. Don't know about Tekken because it's a fighting it's game. Salty at all. Um, yeah, I think, no. I think, eh, I think Tekken maybe. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's a lot. Can you sort of head right in my microphone, please? I hope you can hear that. <laughs> I hope that's Give really us a good. meow. Um, no, no, you can't hear it. I feel like, um, I feel like Dragon's Dogma is definitely a shoe in, but. For something like this, right? Like a game of the year contender, if it releases. Nah. If if so. if it releases well, um. But oh, if it, if it hits like ninety, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. easy game of the year contender, easy. All and so Dragon is Final Fantasy. Drink, <laughs> yeah, coming and so is yeah. so is Final Fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, right. yeah, no, yeah, definitely Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, yeah, those are the sort of ones you can see, yeah, contending for um for game of the year here, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like most of the most of the hits so far this year have actually been like double A, like not full price kind of games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I oh, actually I think Prince of Persia was was that like a was that a like a seventy quid Switch game or a sixty five quid Switch game? Oh, I don't know. I th- don't actually know. I think it was a lower in price one, but I might yeah. be wrong. But yeah, those, lower, lower those seem to be in the uh, the ones that have stuck stuck to the wall this year and done pretty well, which is quite interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's the year of double and A's. It, well, maybe you know we'll see. I mean, what what the, where I was going with that is that you know with Xbox's lineup this year, you know, hopefully that they can get some names in the you know just a crumb, just a single game in the game of the year category. And you'd hope they'll be able to, you know, between Hellblade, uh, Avowed, uh, and Indiana Jones, you know, hopefully one of them can make it. I think it's six, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I think probably if there's one that's going to, it's Hellblade 2, because that's, like, the reviewer's favourite genre of games, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. the, uh, the third part of the, the movie games. Um, but we'll see, yes. Lots yeah. to talk about there, and lots to talk about in future episodes as well, as we kind of get closer to, to more first-party releases. But it's all it's all interesting stuff. Tim, um, this week, um, a Mandalorian FPS finally leaked. For, oh uh, came God. from Insider Gaming. Yeah, Respawn's making it, bro. That's fucking hype. That is really hype. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It's, that's kind of nutty. It's yeah. like bounty hunting. It's like a bounty hunting yeah. first person. Uh, so you're not you're not the Mandalorian. You're not from from you're the show. A you're a Mandalorian, Mandalorian yeah. so nonetheless. Yeah. 
that'd be kind of cool and what is so it's a it's an fps shooter like do we know if it's single player ow or if it's i need to get to cow by the way <laughs> two sec okay <laughs> but you got Tourette's or something damn it's rough out here yeah sorry um yeah so the uh yeah do we know if it's like single player or like a multiplayer game or something like that or uh or just, single just, just single player okay yeah that'd be that sounds pretty cool yeah i mean i, I know that there's quite a lot of like little different factions of mandalorian as well it'd be kind of cool if you could like choose your own path and sort of faction mm. and all that kind of stuff and I mean, and if anyone is going to make a game like that, Respawn, like, that's kind of hype. I mean, Titanfall is not even that far off being a Mandalorian um, in terms of their, like, jetpacks and boosters and guns and cool movement and gadgets and stuff Definitely. like that. So, like, they're halfway there already, right? They just need to Star Wars it up. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And I just I just want to correct myself. I said it was from Inside a Gaming, but actually it seems like it came from Jeff Grubby Grub himself. Um, okay. who first reported on it. Um, but yeah, I can just look at the details here. Uh, the game will have a focus on mobility and style as guiding principles. Um, fast paced, uh, yeah, bounty hunting, uh, grapple hook, wrist rocket, all of that sort of stuff. Cool. Um, it's quite funny, isn't it? Because this game, this mysterious... It's been rumoured for a while that something was going on with this game, but we had no good leaks or good insider information on it. And there was this a growing like xbox uh like enthusiasm that, that one of the first party teams were, were making it but mm. you couldn't have landed on a better studio than respond to make this sort of thing so you know <laughs> have at yeah. it <laughs> yeah exactly i'm not i'm not mad that this is landed in no. uh respawn's lap you know if i had the option to have it like if they presented me with the choice of yeah you can make it it could be an X xbox first party studio or respawn making it i'd probably just be like yeah just, just give it a respawn <laughs> Like they'll, they'll do a better job with it, you know. We don't have to have exclusives. At the end of the day, I just want a better game. So, yeah, yeah. That's a good point, actually. I can just see uh, Wikins brought up COD. Yeah, of course. Like, but like officially, you know, the COD, the Call of Duty release this year will be um under the Xbox banner as well, won't it? So mm. that, you know, a lot of stuff. Day one game under, uh... probably. Nah, nah, not at all. Not a chance. Yeah. If 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 Xbox release. Call of Duty Day One Game Pass. I will suck your left nut. Just my left one. Yep, just that one. You're gonna be walking in circles. <laughs> God, I don't want that. Sorry. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's good for me, actually. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's get into it. We know why you're here. Um. In case you somehow missed it. Xbox finally had their big business meeting, quote unquote, as a what seemed to be a response to um, the the internet kind of uh, fire that was building up over the last few weeks, following the reports that some uh, first party games were going to be going to other consoles, including PlayStation and Switch. Um, rumored amongst those games, well, first it was Hi-Fi Rush, um, and then things started to escalate. We had a report about Starfield. We had a report about Indiana Jones. We had a report about Gears of War. And, we, and the reports were kind of that a lot of these things were being considered, not that they were being confirmed. That was kind of the, the vibe. Um, and so things started getting a bit out of hand because for, for, for reasons I'm not going to repeat right now, last episode we covered that really thoroughly. Um, 
and we had the be- the meeting and hmm. what, were your, what were your thoughts tim what's uh what's um, the sitch yeah just just a load of smoke and mirrors there um yeah there wasn't really fucking anything i mean it's kind of i mean the main takeaway from it was four games are going they've confirmed that um by the sounds of how they describe them we're probably thinking sea of thieves um hi-fi rush um what's the other one grounded probably in pentiment and and grounded yeah so those are the four which are i don't know they just kind of fit exactly what they were saying and you can kind of tell those are the games definitely see a thieves and hi-fi rush i think are absolute guarantees like slam dunks they are 100 percent um the other two are likely but a bit off but yeah so basically it was that they confirmed not starfield not indiana jones not anything like that um and then everything else was kind of just business as usual, right? Like, I don't mm. feel like they were just like, we're not ducking out of the hardware market. Uh, you know, Games Pass is still getting day one releases, you know, even though that was never really brought into question but anyone panicking over the internet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Diablo and Blizzard games are going to start dropping into Games Pass now as a, as a nice, you know, this is probably how blizzard games will release moving forward sort of situation yeah. which is a big deal yeah which is a big deal. Like diablo 4 yeah. is a big a big deal yeah. yeah i mean that's like a what i mean i think that game cracked 90 didn't it so it's like a 90 plus yeah open critic game going into games pass um mm-hmm. big deal yeah uh diablo diablo 4 is a great game um so yeah and then basically they were just like yeah we're, we're making more hardware as well all this sort of stuff but yeah, basically, when I was watching that, I was basically just like, yeah, just everyone just panicked with no hard evidence in any way. And it basically just business as usual, but a handful of games. Um, obviously, you you have some stuff to say on this. And I do think, and I agree with you, and I do think there is some, there's some strategy to them doing these four games. And they're going to be looking into the statistics of it and how it performs and no doubt measuring it up to future games as well like people they don't do this with no incentive in mind or future plan in mind so but at least for a very long time xbox is just business as usual you know um everyone was just panicking so yeah definitely no it's a a level-headed take and i i do think like it wasn't like i don't think anybody reasonable was really panicking that your xbox was going to stop existing you know tomorrow uh the, no. the, the concern was sort of why should i continue to invest in a in an ecosystem that looks like it's going to get eroded in the next five to ten years you know mm. um so I, I don't really know where to start here um i think they did well i just want to put it out there i think you know tina amina you know who the interviewer on the left um she's been with xbox now for like three years i want to say she used to be at ign and she's been managing like their content uh marketing uh i, I don't know I, I, she has an exact title that i can't quite remember but she's kind of responsible for the layouts of things like the showcase the developer directs things like this and so like hats off like xbox needed you <laughs> tina like things have really gotten a lot better from a marketing perspective since she she's mm-hmm. come to help but like even this was done quite well i felt you know it um, people might have criticisms of of what was said, but in terms of the layout and just being direct, 
great you know works for me even if it was even though it was a podcast format which i know some people took issue with um but it, i mean it did the job didn't it It was basically a, a small show uh, you know, yeah um, yeah but whatever yeah so um yeah it is interesting where we start i suppose yeah if we start with the, the four games going to other platforms um and i'm just going to quickly check in on ch- in chat event coordinator thanks Kim. um so is it is it a big deal uh no no it's not these four games aren't a big deal does it make sense yes totally get it totally get it when we consider the wider context of the industry slowing down totally get it i'm not sure if your wider audience is going to give a fuck about any of that like we get it because we're we're in the weeds mm-hmm. when most people start seeing other games are going to other systems i think it'll raise some eyebrows but nonetheless you know it's not that many it's not i don't think a massive deal for the wider audience um there is i think it, the, the problem is we kind of kind of came away like okay so nothing big is happening right now and that still leaves me a little bit uneasy i came away from the show like feeling a bit better like they're committed to hardware still it sounds like they're still committed to like um library like perpetuity you know and making sure that your games stay with you mm-hmm. um even if at some point in the future they do dip out of hardware like they're gonna make it so it's all accessible um yeah but there is still a bit of me that's like because because they did a follow-up interview and i don't know if you saw but tom warren over at the verge like asked phil directly like can you rule out starfield and indiana jones never coming to other platforms and he was like no he was like no i don't think we're ever gonna explicitly say that we're not ever gonna bring a game to other another platform like we're not gonna dig ourselves a hole like that so you know there's part of me that thinks that like this is a bit of an experiment these four games that's kind of what it sounds like and depending on how it goes they'll weigh up the pros and cons of each release and that that does leave me a bit uneasy you know um because what's to say that especially for buyers you know you think about us we're in this ecosystem anyway but if you think about someone who spends 400 to 500 dollars or pounds to get an xbox for something like a starfield something like an indiana jones and then two years one or two years later they're like it's going to other platforms Mm. that's gonna piss people off man like it's gonna like i bought the game for this system seller and now you're telling me i could have like i didn't have to weigh that up like it's so yeah i get it but at the same time i I do think they're gonna have trouble with the messaging still and it's just the nature of this strategy that i think it's that's how it's gonna be yeah yeah i agree um i mean who who knows how the gaming market's going to change at, at the point that any of this even comes into play anyway um you know we don't even know where consoles will be at that point regardless playstation xbox included switch included we're talking probably like yeah. 10 years or something like that hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free 
or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You know, um, because they did even make a point, I'm pretty sure, if they said they are still committed to exclusivity and the fact that they've built and bought all these studios and stuff like that, like, yep. they are very much committed to that. So I think it's sort of, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, if indie does come it's going to be so far down the line it's it, it's going to be like what you're experiencing with final fantasy 7 you know it, it, i it's, mean maybe it's going to be a situation oh, like that and then you're just going to be like well the hype's dead anyway sort of thing but sure let's chuck it on another platform maybe and it might get some more purchases whatever but we're kind of done with indie at, at this point you know it's been on our platform for like four fucking years sure we'll, we'll lend it out now mm. um i think that's probably the way it's gonna go um but that, that and are you okay least, with that yeah i don't really have that much of an issue with that like if like i don't really care that if final fantasy 7 made its way to xbox now i'm not gonna be butthurt because i played it four to five fucking years ago at this point so i'm not going to be butthurt i'll be like dang i got a playstation so i could play that i could have <laughs> waited a measly five years and then played it on my xbox it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a long it's a long time um obviously i'm using that as a pretty hard example but i feel like that's what it might be for like single player games but who knows what the strategy might be i think it might change depending on the game like if it's a multiplayer game if it's a community-based game something like sea of thieves and stuff like that you know they might bring these over earlier to keep the communities live living and thriving and stuff like that so and again the messaging is very confusing in in that regard because they might want to move these games over onto other platforms based on the genre of game it is um and it doesn't matter if it's a first party because they're like yeah it's a first party and indie's not moving but Sea of Thieves is, but Sea of Thieves is a community-based game, so that's why we're putting it onto PlayStation. And it's just like, it's really confusing now, <laughs> you know. Like, um, at least, at least that's how I see it. I think it might be just based on the actual type of game it is as well, a little bit. No doubt, like no doubt that like there is a case by case thing going on here, and that's that's okay. Like, it makes sense in the wider. Um, context of the industry my just my concern is that like man xbox is up against it as it is like with with the default being playstation nintendo and the media and like i just i i do it does worry me a bit like how this is going to be spun you know like i i can see article after article of like what's the point of getting an xbox you can just wait you know and i I definitely, I totally get it. Like, I totally get it. And we spoke about this last week. Like, all platform holders are currently trying to find ways to make more profit. And they're all going about it in different ways. You know, Nintendo are continuing to have low-cost games, right, that we don't always want. You know, like me and you, like, it's a bit of a turn-off for us sometimes when the games don't look as good or you know, there's no voice acting. Like, you can tell it's a low-budget game. Which Nintendo does. They operate on lower costs to maximize profit. But they've also started introducing cost, subscriptions. <laughs> Sorry? I said they still, like, for a lot of their games, still charge, like, a full price game as well. Like, oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's I, the other. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, for me, it's, it's such a weird thing to say, but for me, 
I just don't feel like I'm comfortable spending the same amount of money I would on something like um, Avowed or something like that, 70 quid title, or um, Hellblade 2 is another example, as I would like something like Mario Odyssey. And I know Mario Odyssey is like the flagship title, but there still is just that element of like, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Weird. It doesn't feel AAA enough for that much money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I agree with with um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Switch they they do they make lower cost games, don't they? And they work well with indie yeah. indie games and um, like little partnerships like that. Yeah, definitely. And then you know uh, we've got PlayStation also doing things like that. You know, pricing Movie their games, games up. Um, yeah, yeah, pr- pricing their games up they're introducing subscriptions which don't offer the same value as game pass you know it's like a double dip thing you get games later etc etc um they're doing lots of remakes you know to cut down on costs um, you know which you know a lot of people are expressing unhappiness about so if there was like on the grander scale of things if there was a platform that i was to commend based on their way of increasing profitability i would say great this is it like i've we've always hated exclusivity me and you we understand like it's a it's a thing that happens in the industry but like i think it's a good thing and i'd rather they do this than like what the other two are doing try to monetize me more um mm-hmm. and uh but it, it does worry me about the platform in the in the you know the, in the distant future but i think it'll be fine and it's worth swinging back to that because that's exactly what phil said phil said like <clears throat> the industry is slowing down and we've got to fi- like in order to keep up we've got to figure out either how do we monetize our base even more or how do we monetize players that aren't in the ecosystem yet and they're going for option two you know and there's lots of benefits for that not like you said tim not just because on a game by game basis um like for example killer instinct is two is there's rumors that that's happening and if that does happen there's rumors that that's going to happen just day one across all platforms Mm. because sony meddled with um the, the community with street fighter I, I don't know if you remember this they they locked it up they money hatted it so all the fighting game fans went to playstation so it was like yeah. a st- strategic move so so launching killer instinct exclusively on xbox and pc would might be a mistake and also sony own evo now the fighting platform so it's like yeah. okay that's a case by case makes sense it's a real shame that xbox can't capitalize on that but you know fine um and there's other things like as well PlayStation is really popular in Japan and in Europe. So it's kind of a, and Xbox isn't. So it's kind of a way for Xbox to get their games to that audience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I do get it. And I, and I think it's a good thing, but it still has me raising a bit of an eyebrow and it's going to be very dependent on the content they put out and the quality of the games they put out. Because like, if they come out this year, Tim and Hellblade is 90, Avowed is 88. Indiana Jones is 90. Like, I people aren't going to be having these conversations that much because people are going to want to play those games immediately. Like, holy shit, Xbox have released three Game of the Year contenders. Um, but they like there's still a bit of sloppiness around the um narrative with quality control at Xbox, even though it's like you know, it's it's pretty good. It hasn't quite hit the the upper echelon yet of of getting people to go out and impulse buy into the mm. ecosystem. I mean, do you think people are even going to be in the know to the extent that um, they are hesitant to buy into the ecosystem for these games anyway, right? Like you said, they're like, oh mm. yeah, they're game of the year contenders. 
uh, I'm just going to buy an Xbox so I can play them. Do you really think the average gamer is going to look in, see those high scores and be like, I could buy an Xbox, but from what I've heard, these games could make their way to PlayStation in the next two years because of this, that. You know, do you really think they're going to be in the know to that regard? Probably not, right? They're probably well, this is, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I can't <laughs> imagine they are. So they'll just assume it's Xbox yeah. only, I think. Yeah, maybe. You know, and that's what I mean that there is a delicate messaging situation that they've got to manage now. Um, I think because, like, like I said, it depends. It depends how the media picks up on it. Like, if if the media really wants to be predatory about it and let everyone know that they don't need to get the console at all, yeah, exactly. I think casuals yeah. casuals will know. Like, casuals will it will drip down. Um, yeah. You know, you think about the stuff that happened in 2013 with Xbox, like. Every, everyone I know who plays games knows about that. Like, that wasn't a, a small thing, you know? Like, mm. everybody was like, did you see that funny video that PlayStation put out where they handed a game over and they said, this is how you share? Like, that wasn't a niche thing. So I just, like, it is possible that these problems can sort of, you know, permeate through to the casual audience. It just, it just depends. Yeah. yeah. It just depends. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. So that's kind of the conversation around the four games going. Um, you know, they did say in plain words they're not changing the fundamental exclusive strategy. Still a bit vague for my liking, but it is you know their business and they're not going to commit to anything. Um, but they did commit to more hardware, which is great. Uh, that was one of the things that I wanted when we spoke about this last week. Um, in particular, Sarah Bond made a point of saying um they're focused on delivering the largest technical leap that you've ever seen in a hardware generation which i also think they was said a that last year very and the year specific before. arrangement of words yeah right they so they always say it but it was also that felt quite what does that mean like they didn't say the most powerful console maybe they just didn't want to shoot themselves in the foot again i don't know like yeah biggest technical relief largest and, then, technical and then yeah if they go yeah, if it turns out the PlayStation 6 or what, for whatever reason is like more powerful or whatever, they could just be like, yeah, but for what we said, it's it still is technically the largest leap from that Xbox to this Xbox. We didn't say across everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been wondering this for a while. I just want to throw a hypothetical to you and to the audience as well, I suppose. Um, people who get Switches don't care about fidelity, don't care about frame rates. They just want to play fun games. People who get playstations want the high-end experience you know they want the, the cutting edge stuff facial capture motion capture you know all of the bells and whistles what if xbox like trying to nestle somewhere in the middle what if they tried to you know boost profits by making more tr like double a's mm. um well you sort of held but didn't games yeah, like what if you know, and, and their hardware supported that. Like you know, they they, they stopped going for the hardest, most powerful console and competing neck and neck with Sony like that. They just tried to make something that was a bit more, maybe has a couple of other features in it. You know, I can't predict what that's going to be, but let's say, like overlap with PC. You know, in the same way Steam Deck does. Maybe it's a hybrid like a Switch, but mm -hmm. it's it's got more power. You know, who knows what it could be? Like I wonder, like how would that affect like your purchasing decision? Like would you? Would that turn you off or would you not mind or would it just depend on how the games look? Because at the same, it feels like we're a bit of a diminishing returns in terms of like 
technical performance of games but then again we're still choosing between 4k and 60 fps so i don't know what do you think <laughs> yeah um i don't know i think for me personally i don't think there'd be too much of an issue there if that's how they decided to fit into the niche of the market i mean i bought into xbox and i mainly got xbox for the the social aspect of it social gaming multiplayer gaming stuff like that um i never went in it for its hardcore graphic fidelity or that sort of stuff you know it it was pretty neck and neck anyway with playstation up until quite recently but you know there was Mm. it was always competing but i didn't buy it for that so i feel like if xbox still maintained this um yeah they work on that yeah they they stop caring about reaching that ridiculously high-end graphical fidelity storytelling narrative driven games but and they lean more into yeah your slightly lower budget your double a's your multiplayer your social games you can play with your friends that still look good they still play good um yeah perhaps you can play them portably and on your tv that sort of thing i feel like that'd fit that would fit me um because yeah i i see xbox very much as that and everyone i spoke to as well like my brothers included tilly as well um, they all see Xbox as a much more of a social gaming platform, a much more of a multiplayer centric platform than something like PlayStation. And then obviously Switch mm-hmm. is your um, your local co-op, your party games, your your silly goofy little games and stuff like that a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think there's potential market penetration for something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because I also think as well, like if they get a bit more funky with the hardware like they could steal some of switches like some of nintendo's market share i mean not not much but like if they made like let's if they literally cloned the switch but just had you know microsoft tech in it you know that nintendo doesn't want to do uh you know leaning into their pc architecture making use of the cloud maybe ai you know to, to re- an up-resing technology fps boost all of that you know if they work that all in and you can take the handles off and make you know local gaming really good as well i think they've got a good opportunity there and because they've got so many studios like they can have lots of studios making these sorts of games not a good example but the one i'm just thinking of in my head is, is crash rumble right um as, a, yeah. as the activision game you know uh and i'm like double fine with if if kiln is going to be a releasing thing you know i think there is definitely scope for that um but yes yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing to consider you know where they're going to like what this next generation is going to be is probably going to be the biggest like dovetail mm. of the platform holders that we've we've ever seen I mean, like they're probably going to be the most distinct things if they do something like that as well they're not only competing with nintendo as well because they're competing with uh your steam decks and your fucking all those sort of um asus rog allies whatever they're called you're competing with those as well if you want to yeah. have like this portable hybrid console that's got like multiplayer games and that kind of stuff because the amount of games like kiln and all that that uses like an example these fun goofy games that you can play so that that is they exist solely on steam 90 percent of those like steam and nintendo so you're competing with both um yeah both switch and the likes of steam decks and steam deck likes so i don't know maybe it is actually pretty impossible to actually make a make a name for yourself there might be a bit too established 
Yeah, maybe. And, you know, it, it does it does lead into some other interesting conversations because, you know, the reason why, well, part of the reason we had this conversation is not just because of the, the Sarah Bond quote I said about the largest technical leap in, in a hardware generation, but Phil also used the word unique when referring to uh, to hardware, their hardware in the future. I didn't mm. think he said it on the business update. I think he said it in a follow-up interview, but he said that they've got some unique stuff that they're doing. And I just, bear with me a second. Oh, God. Um, this is this is the strat. Two consoles. You've got your under your TV box. And that's your your high up one. You know that's your your high end one. So you can capture the hardcore audience. Fine. They're doing whatever we do with that. They'll try and get the most power out of it. Ultimately, it'll probably be pretty similar to whatever the PS6 is. Whatever. Do what you need to do. Then you've got your Switch like your hybrid. Great. You know you're going to try and capture your. Um, your more casual audience in the same way you did with Series S. There's another discussion there about like, shall they be the same? Will they do the same thing as the X and S on different SKUs? You know, different powers or not? You know, different different conversation. But just pretend they're both the same for now. Um, however, they both can sideload Windows 10 and PC um, with a, with a console user friendly interface. What I mean by that is you can essentially access Steam, Epic Games Store. Um, what's the other one? GOG. All of them, mm. you can just go, boop, boop, boop. I want to go off Xbox and into PC. And it comes up with your menu of your different look, you know, game launches. You've now got an Xbox, which has access to all PC games, to uh, essentially PlayStation games, <laughs> right? Barring any licensing issues. I don't quite know how that would work. Mm. But Xbox is uniquely in a position where they can make a console that, that is literally a PC. That, that like like sideloads PC architecture into it, you know. Um, yeah. And to me, I think that would mean everyone would stop caring that their games are going to other platforms because mm -hmm. they can now access everything on their device. Everything ev anyway, it's an everything device basically. Thoughts. <laughs> Humor me. <laughs> no, like genuinely, that like that is actually like that's a really good idea. Yeah, like I actually Thanks, think man. that's. That might be the future. Um, oh my god, I've done it! I've fucking no, like, cracked it, boys. <laughs> I genuinely think that that is something they could leverage, like, and actually do, and that would make it unique, and that would make it the most versatile and powerful console ever. If it's running simultaneously, like a console UI that can also be a PC UI, you know, like you said, the way that they worded it was, you know not necessarily in terms of raw power but in just in terms of what it's capable of achieving and doing right you know so and you know with them being microsoft why not try and bake something like windows into it or work in uh, in parallel with it yeah no i actually it's actually a really good idea like thanks genuinely. man yeah thanks man that's actually probably one of the smartest things you've said in years thank you thank you so much yeah um I mean, I don't know, obviously, crying? the intricacies of the, of the challenge with that. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Um, it's just, it's it's really nice to just have an epiphany, you know, that could save Xbox. You know, it's quite nice to hear that I am quite clearly the saviour that Xbox so desperately needs. <laughs> Um, I'm. So, I mean, I'm surprised. The thing is, though, it seems like such an obvious thing that they needed to do that I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. And that makes me think they already have considered this and know it's not possible for whatever reason. Maybe. Um, yeah. 
you know, it, it doesn't feel like an easy thing to do, but at the same time, it puts them in a position where they can literally become, they can be a platform holder in that they have these, they're still pushing hardware, but, um, you know, they, they can put their games everywhere and everybody stops caring, really, because we can lose games, quote unquote, lose games, but we get access to everything at the same time, you know, so it's... Mm. <clears throat> It would be really interesting. I do. I do wonder if it would affect the impact of like casuals getting it though. If it's like, oh, PC sideloaded, the people are going to be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" But so again, it depends on the messaging, how it's handled. Um, if it's a simple thing like you turn the console on and it says Xbox or PC, you know, maybe it's, it can be that straightforward. Um, so mm. th that's my thoughts on like what they're going forward for next. Um, because otherwise, it all starts to feel a bit fragmented if they're just sticking with the standard here's our console box and we're putting some games elsewhere but not others and and then me and you were sitting here like well why don't we just get a pc <laughs> you know yeah. um yeah. and maybe they don't care but at the same time like it must be nice for them to collect the extra money off us from game pass you know game pass console which is higher priced than pc um and we, and we have to buy ultimate essentially because ultimate's the only one that has um uh multiplayer gaming enabled on it and of course, the hardware sales, like, you know, we're buying a big investment, you know, yeah, so they, it feels like there must be something else going on here that they haven't quite spoken about. But like, that really feels like a good idea that they are, they're uniquely positioned to capitalize on. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll see. That's no, a great idea. Yeah, whether or not it's possible. Yeah, it's a completely different argument. But it's a great idea. Hmm. Yeah. Joaquin is in chat saying, wouldn't work. Downloading Steam games would be an issue. Too risky. Mm. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. All I can see is in my head, if that, that was an accessible thing that they could make happen, the payoff would be huge. You know, they've got some very smart engineers over there. You know, Jason Ronald and the team are very, very clever people. But we'll see. So something else that's worth touching on here. Um, during all of this, um, in a follow-up interview, again, after the update, uh, it was said that Game Pass has 34 million subscribers. We haven't had a Game Pass update in ages. The presumption was that the growth had kind of, you know, really slowed down, and that seems to be exactly what's happened. It was at about 33 million in 2022, so it's only really grown a million uh, in two mm -hmm. years. Um... And it's not bad that they're retaining this level. You know, it's a lot of money, you know, to just have ticking away. Um, yeah. But the growth has steeply dropped. Like, yeah. they seem to have hit the ceiling in terms of, like, how many people know what Game Pass is and are willing to subscribe to to a video games service. Mm -hmm. I, I'm interested to hear what you think of that. Like, do you speak to, like, do your brothers, like, know what Game Pass is? You know, like, what? what's the deal oh yeah yeah no they do yeah they're, they're they're fully aware of what games boss is and the fact that you know we get these first party releases drop straight into them and stuff like that they're a little bit more in the know like a little bit i'd say i'd say one of my brothers is a bit more of a casual gamer but um yeah they're very aware of what it is and its value and stuff like that and um i know that both at one point or another have considered investing into a series s and getting a games pass subscription to play a handful of our games um but maybe that's just exactly what it is they've just considered it we haven't quite had that that nail in the coffin that we kind of hope starfield probably was in terms of 
you know breaking through that ceiling um maybe we haven't quite just had that game yet maybe it's still software related and it's not necessarily of like no matter what we release this is the ceiling it's like no i still think there is that breakthrough potential we just haven't done it yet i don't know Mm. um whether or not that happens this year but yeah i think you still have people riding the fence and i think that up until recently playstation or whatever their main consoles are switch they've been steadily releasing games that are good enough to keep people to to just stay with the one they've invested in right now and not take that plunge to spending extra money to get a second home console um but maybe with the slow years that are lined up the slow year that's lined up for playstation nintendo this year um and the great year lined up for xbox potentially you know you could start to see a bit more a bit more growth this year based off that but who knows definitely definitely you know and that that is it isn't it you know it's it's futile to pretend that xbox still like doesn't have a reputation problem around their games like they do it's still there like it's better don't get me wrong but like there is still a reputation problem like starfield was a hit and it came out pretty strong but you know even on this podcast you know we've got mixed reception um good but not hitting expectations you know um in terms of being you know a breakthrough hit and it 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 was successful for game pass we know that we know it it caused the single biggest surge that they've had yeah right you know so so it clearly does have an impact but yeah i mean you're right and also 2023 had a redfall which you know pulled down the the momentum for the year um Forza Motorsport and Hi-Fi Rush were thrown in there as well. Um, so it's not like it's been smooth sailing um, still, mm. you know, even though it is it is better. So, I, I mean, I think you're right, man. And it's, I think it's it also parallels some of the reason why a lot of the Xbox fans are quite frustrated about this multi-platform move because they're like, you're just about there. Like, you're on the cusp of having your barrage of games come out where there's going to be so many and, like, some of them are bound to hit. And the quality control seems there, and and now's the point that you're gonna you're gonna quote unquote give up and start for you know starting people making people doubt whether they should invest into the platform. Mm. So I, I mean, so I kind of get it, um, but at the same time, yeah, you know, have they hit their ceiling? Have they not? It's just all a bit unknown unknown territory, really. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think we're kind of coming to the end of this conversation around um, the Xbox business um, update and how that's kind of all gone. Um, I mean, for me, at least, the, the, the TLDR is, is business as usual. You know, I'm, I'm raising an eyebrow a bit at how that works for me as a console, Xbox console owner, and, and that being my way, main way of playing games. But I'm still confident that Game Pass is going to be great. And I am now more confident they're going to continue with hardware. Um what's the what's the what's the summary for you what's the conclusion for you tim after all of this literally exactly the same like yeah Yeah, i I don't think it yeah it's just it's put my mind at ease a little bit but you know there's still that little you know there's still that thing in the background that little bit of doubt that at one point it might be getting phased out or something like that but it's so far in the future it's so you know all that sort of stuff that my mind is very much at ease at this point um to the point of as and when it does happen and my library is preserved or whatever i'm probably more than happy with my my purchase into the 
to the hardware and the fact that it's paid off and now I can move to something else like PC or whatever is is next. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, I'm basically the exact same as you. Yeah. And I think as well, you know, like it, it's going to be on Microsoft by the time the next generation rolls around. Like who knows when that is? You know, there are some reports that Xbox might be launching earlier and, instead of doing a mid-gen refresh, whereas you know PlayStation is supposedly going for a mid-gen refresh. Mm. Um, by the time that rolls around, it will be on them, you know, to to try and sell me on keeping me in the console ecosystem if they still want me to do that, you know. Mm. Um, so it'll be a pros and cons game when that time comes. But I'm with you as of right now. Seeing the Xbox Series X, I'm happy with my my investment that's fine the smaller case-by-case games if it's going to help you fund game pass if it's going to help you fund more like a hi-fi rush 2 fine you know that's that's fine yeah yeah okay so as we kind of come into sort of the the back parts of the podcast then i just wanted to remind everyone if you're listening live if you're listening after the show on youtube or on podcast services if you can give the show a rating that would be really appreciated or a thumbs up or whatever platform you're on how it works you know three golden bananas or whatever it is are there are there lots of podcast platforms i don't know Um, apple isn't there and then there's like yeah don't amazon because we can talk oh do they well they have like audible and stuff like that do podcasts go onto Uh, audible or is that just i don't know yeah our our rss can't remember what that stands for puts our show everywhere when, when i upload it it puts the show on, on all platforms so oh okay yeah yeah well whatever you're on if you like what we're talking about give us whatever the good equivalent is <laughs> do the good things know yeah. <laughs> you know the one um so there's a bit of a conversation here to be had about playstation you know um i don't know if did you catch window this news around like kind of um sales and their roadmap and their revenue and profit and all of that did you see any of this no didn't catch wind of this okay i'll give you the uh i'll give you the elevator pitch so basically as you know jim ryan is stepping down um so there's other people getting involved in um the pr and the financials and all of that Uh, and this week sony president hiroki totoki says he wants to go aggressive in improving margins by growing first party with multi-platform quote unquote I want to go aggressive in improving margins by growing first party with multi-platform. He said that this week. He said that two days before the Xbox business update. Um, okay. It seems to be suggesting more use of PC. Yeah. But it definitely didn't exclude the possibility of other consoles and other platforms. No. it def- Yeah, it didn't. But yeah, one can assume... It's probably PC. But yes. And it's, I find this so interesting, and I, and I do not mean this at all to be like some sort of console warrior, but you have to admit, PlayStation walk in the, in the green path, like, constantly. They watch what Xbox does, they see yeah, how they it goes, and then they either... Yeah. And then they ape it, or they slightly adjust it based on the feedback Xbox gets. And they've been doing that for like 15 years now. <laughs> Maybe even longer. <laughs> yeah. But then the argument that comes back is, well, they have to. They're the smaller company. They can't afford to make these these hard choices, uh, these 
breakthroughs in like the potential breakthroughs <laughs> in the industry because they're they're tiny yep. they're david compared to Goliath. tiny indie <laughs> yeah, yeah tiny indie publisher they are yeah yeah exactly but yeah i do agree which of course is fine like you know iteration is is fine you know it's how we get a lot of a lot of really good stuff stuff gets iterated on um and evolved and you know and then they push their own innovations in some way like the dual sense which i'm sure xbox is going to be copying it might even be something we hear about by the end of the year mm, um, so that was firstly interesting so hold that in your mind suddenly sony are now considering more multi-platform and if they are talking about pc you know they're already releasing their games later onto PC. That's already what they're doing. So maybe they're just considering more and more day and day, which they said they weren't going to do to begin with, um, which would very much put them in line with Xbox's strategy on PC. Mm. Um, and again, not drawing a hard line through other consoles, so we'll see. I mean, again, they're going to let Xbox make the first move. I'm sure they're as eager to have a look at the data when Hi-Fi Rush, Grounded, Pentiment, and <laughs> Sea of Thieves go live on their platforms to see what, what happens. I'm sure they're very keen to find out how their base responds to those games. Then they said um, that they expect, uh, so I, I don't actually know who the quote was from exactly, it might have been from Hiroki again, but they they confirmed that they have no plans to release any major franchise titles before April 2025. Um, that was then clarified what that meant, sort of existing IP, and mm. none of them before 2025, which is a little surprising. I mean, obviously, we just heard about Death Stranding being 2025. There was, I think there was a bit of an expectation that Ghost of Tsushima might be lined up, that the sequel might be lined up for this year. Mm. But obviously, there was, no gonna be, there was not going to be a God of War or a Spider-Man. Um, but, I mean, it does sound... Yeah, unless they've got a back pocket new IP that they're like going to talk about all of a sudden. Well, they have got like Wolverine, right? I don't know when. I mean, that's, that's not going to be this it's year. Not, it's not going to yeah, be this year. year. No. no, but yeah, they might have. Yeah, exactly. They might have something back pocket. But yeah, I mean that that's it's quite a scary thing to read. Being a PlayStation owner, right? Like the fact that you're not going to get anything in terms of a sequel to these games you know and love, and that you own the platform for till at least halfway through next year, and you're at the it's beginning over a year of this from now. Year. Yeah, yeah. It's spooky but i mean i'm just saying you know i hope everybody keeps the same energy from xbox's 2022 you know that was you know supposedly this absolutely horrific year for the platform um and you're gonna say yeah okay but look final fantasy's there and then there's stellar blade and hell divers has been a bit a, a bigger success than i'm sure they expected exactly. so that's fine yeah okay that's fine but at the same time xbox also had grounded which was also a breakout hit um pentiment which was niche but still a critical hit and as dusk falls which was okay um yeah. you know so it wasn't nothing neither of these platforms had nothing but uh, you know of course there won't be any parity in how these things are received it will be playstation had a, even last year man like it was a quality over quantity year for playstation with spider-man and final fantasy 16 but nonetheless like on the scheme of things that's quite a small playstation year and it's just mm. nobody ever really cares you know it's i don't know it's just something I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how that gets received. But hey, yeah, maybe they've got maybe they've got more than you you know, than we've been made aware of. Um maybe. In the in the coming years in terms of yeah, like a new title. Um I mean I'm I'm quite looking forward to Stella Ass Blade. <laughs> Stella Blade. 
I am not. I could. I don't know why everybody sees in that game. I honestly I don't think understand. it looks good. I think it looks. Good. It looks like ass, and I don't mean that in a good way. No, I think it looks. I think it looks really solid, man. I, I genuinely like. I have my eye on that. Uh, it looks fine. I mean, I mean, it, I did say when after the reactions um, that we did that like it it looks more ambitious than I thought it was going to initially. But I, I, I mean, it's not my thing on the best of days, but it nonetheless, you know, it's it will be whatever. It will be whatever. Um. So while I'm continuing to be a console warrior um, and we're still going, um, Sony also missed its hardware forecast um, this year as well. Um, even though they had the highest 12-month revenue um, since the PS5, uh, operating income was the lowest it's been um, since... I can't read my own graph. I think it's since the start of the gen. Mm-hmm. Um so hardware sold less than they intended by quite a lot. Revenue was really high in terms of stuff being, you know, bought on the console, but profit was the lowest it's been since the start of the gen. Um, right. And this has been going on for a while, hasn't it? That you know, even though PlayStation are making a lot of sales and making a lot of money, their games take so long to make and cost so much to make that their 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 profit is like razor thin, really mm-hmm. razor thin. Which is why they're leaning into the remakes, the remasters, director's cuts. Um, higher price games uh to try and you know get that up a bit and give them a bit of service games what yeah. are you smiling at yeah no wagging in the chat said just ordered a bacon burger a nashville <laughs> hot chicken sandwich a double ham and cheese sandwich with a coke zero <laughs> could you guys have wanted to know <laughs> that's so, congratulations lot, that's dude. a lot of fucking food man that's yeah that's three burgers that's essentially Don't like three burgers and or double sandwiches. And a double sandwich sounds bigger eat. than a burger. Don't I mean, let, fair, the, you let know, the man eat. Do, you do you, man. I'm thinking I might care to take out tonight. So. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Oh, I had the Frank, the Red Hot. It's good, uh, isn't it? Mc, McSpicy, yeah. Does the rest of the world have that? I don't know. I don't think so. It's good, though. It's actually kind of like it tingles, tingles your lips a little bit. You know, for, I think for it like looks a, spicy. It's pretty spicy, yeah. Yeah, for like a wide, widely accessible UK, you know, <laughs> new thing, it's actually kind of spicy. Yeah. It's, it's we're a spicy know, nation. It's not. But yeah, we're, we're a spicy not, nation. We're not really. Everyone fucking orders corn. Yeah, we are. And tikka masalas. No, so we are. We're a spicy. Hello nation. Fresh really pissed me off because the only curries they do are fucking tikka masalas or kormas. Like, can you not throw? Nah, they do a Thai green. They do a Thai green. They do a Thai green. Yes, fine. But it's not exactly spicy. <laughs> sure, you can add your own chili to it or whatever, but that's like, that's completely beside the point. Yeah, there's other spicy meals. Uh, there's like, they do that really nice um, Cajun pasta. I'm a big fan of that. It's like one of the super quick ones. And it's just like mm. a bit spicy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you got We're not food. sponsored by HelloFresh. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is quite interesting. Um, yeah, with all that, because it it does make you think that if this is going to be a, a trend moving forward, I mean, surely there's there's only going to be so long that people are going to tolerate remakes, director's cuts, uh, only a year or two after release before they start just being like, "What's going on here, guys? Like, you run out of ideas? You don't have enough money to make new sequels? Like, what what's happening?" Like I, I don't know, but I'd like to think I'd like to hold out hope in humanity that eventually someone's gonna be like, 
this, this has gone on a little bit too long. But at that point, maybe they have got things lined up for like live service change ups and stuff like that. You know, maybe they know they can only ride this way <laughs> for so long before people start to get. I annoyed, don't think so. But... No. I don't think so. I think they know exactly what they're doing. No, I think well, I, they, they've plotted it out. And essentially, to my mind, you know, they've got these big teams, you know, like Insomniac, that are maybe a lot more like 500, 400, 500. And they, they're having small teams spin off and just they just immediately start on a, on a re, remaster as soon as the game comes out. And then the other 400 go on for the sequel or whatever. And for them, you know, even though the main game gets delayed maybe a bit longer for the loss of those 100 people, overall they make more money because the remaster does sell. And, like, let's face it, every time those remasters come out, they get reviewed, like, 95, like, every time. Like, Last of Us came out, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is perfect. We've had the game six different times on six different releases, but, yeah, this is great, 95. Um, that's not to say there isn't value in a remaster. Get it, but, you know, it's it's just... Like, it's making them money for now, and supposedly... You know, PlayStation still have this cash of goodwill, this seemingly endless cash of goodwill that they can just keep doing that. Even though I feel like if other platforms did it, it would, wouldn't be tolerated quite as well. Um, mm. that, that, that nobody seems to mind. You know, it's, so it's you would have thought, but I, I, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, especially yeah. when they're like the way they did it with the ps4 to the ps5 where they're like remastered stuff and they're like yep well he uses the dual sense now that's kind of it i think you might dc dude runs a bit better has a black and white mode and it's like why was that not a free update why was that not a free update and yeah you've got to fish around in the store for six hours to find it because we don't have cross delivery or smart delivery whatever the fuck it is you know mm. i don't know man yeah I mean, it's whatever. It's no big deal, but it's like it's. I I notice. I see you. Wacky. <laughs> you know? Don't don't think I didn't fucking. I didn't. You literally. He's recycled his joke from earlier. I saw it and I didn't answer it, and he said it again. How's twenty nine <laughs> years later going? Almost done shooting. He said it earlier and I ignored it. He thinks it's an absolute banger, so he repeated it. Yeah, we're it's still a shooting, splitting man. image, though. It's going to be a good like, one. Hang on. It's not far off. Like, I will... No, you can't put it up on screen, Dex. I have yeah, the Yeah, can you put it up on screen? No, I have the power. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But yeah, I agree. It does kind of look like me. <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. Being compared to Killian Murphy, yeah, even in Killian an apocalypse Murphy, film, it's not... Killian Murphy there look kind of weird. Well, that is the point. You're a weird Yo! looking Yo! <laughs> there you go. Actually, <laughs> my hair's not that messy this today. No, it looks pretty good today. It's actually yeah, it looks good. It looks pretty good today. Fuck you. I man. just, I'm just saying, it looks, it looks pretty. I'm just but saying, yeah, it looks pretty good today. It's fine. <laughs> it's not actually that messy. I don't know. Whacking some fucking slick ass James Bond, shoving Nashville chicken sandwiches down his guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Come on, you need to show everyone that picture. Come on. No, I don't even know where the fuck you... Where did you put it? It's just in your chat. It's just in this chat right here. Oh, no, because I'm did you sharing just not... a different... Oh, God. All right, fine. Does it not pop... Or should I put it in the notes? Is that better for you? No, I got this. Okay, thanks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it kind of works as I cut it. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for cooperating. Yeah. It looks kind of weird, man. Like, But yeah, agreed. 
But you just put it over me. I yeah. see. Maybe I just need to. Maybe I just need to make an insane amount of money on movies, and then I can start to afford amazing hair stylists, clothes, and makeup mm. artists. Because you've got to bear in mind that's that's how he looks now. So yeah, man doesn't wake out of bed. Wake up out of bed. Try again. And um, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, look as he does now. So yeah, Fuck no, definitely. Wacky is basically what I'm trying to say. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, it, I, if you're an audio listener, basically, uh, Tim looks like Killian Murphy from 28 Days Later, and it's it's factual, like it's large and factual. Uh, there is no denying it. That is how he looks. <laughs> it's it's one of Joaquin's best. I'll give him that. It's one of his best. <laughs> he talks a little dribble most of the time, but it's not bad. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll give you that. Great bantams. Uh, right. Yeah. Is there anything else to say here? I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, oh yeah, and then of course there was like the news. They were like, oh yeah, PlayStation Five is in the uh, latter stage of its life cycle, which mm. some people didn't take too well to. But like, I don't think like I think most like Xbox is probably as well. Like they're like 2024 is probably the midpoint. It probably feels weird to a lot of people because they feel that the hardware, like a lot of games, haven't properly made use of the hardware yet, but. I don't really know what to say about that. Like, mm. I, I don't know if if there has been a particular problem with that, or if yeah, I, I don't really know what to say about that. You know, why people feel that way. I mean, I, I don't disagree with them. Like, it does feel like there hasn't been a massive leap from like the end of last gen, does there? You know, like 4K is prevalent now, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of expecting this generation to be a bit more of a leap than it was. All in all. Um, mm. I don't know, maybe some games towards the latter end of the generation will make me feel like that it has by the end of it, by the time it's all wrapped up with a little bow on it. I don't know, maybe Hellblade 2 mm. will tickle your pickle for those sort of mm. aspects. But yeah, I mean, it hasn't been mind-blowing and uh, I was under the impression we'd get 4K60 this gen, but nah, it's still it's yeah. still the choice <laughs> between the two. Um, so, I don't know. Well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, and then I think the final thing here is um, the Sony COO again because this was uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up because there was a financial report this week from PlayStation. I'm not like doing any weird detective work. Um, it's been quote unquote. It's been four months since I became chairman of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. A big problem of Sony in- Interactive Entertainment that I found is that they don't necessarily have a deep understanding of how their work is being translated to growth, generation of sustainable profits and higher ma- margin for the unit as a whole. And that's like my man, my man is not stopping those remakes anytime soon. Like my man is monetizing. He's been going day one, day and day on on pc and i like again i bet i wasn't sure until this went live but now i'm like playstation are for sure considering other consoles for some games as well like for sure like they're weighing it up even though they're definitely more aggressive in their console strategy we've seen the profits they're they're surviving on like it's razor thin like xbox's profits i i think are comparable if not a bit bigger and they're considered to be the third place losing platform you know so like what's going on with that especially now with abk i can't i can't i don't, I don't know if we actually have hard numbers on it but mm. comparable at the very least um yeah. and then you know like i said they, they're considered to be the losing platform that's like dying but 
and the perception is that PlayStation is like doing really, really well, but really their profits are just man, one flop, one flop, and they're really going to be struggling, and they must know that, you know. Um, and they again tying it back to the beginning of the show, they must be seeing Hell Divers too and being like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at all of this like unforecasted profit we're making, you know. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, 100%. and then of course. And then, of course, that spirals into next gen, right? If they start doing day and day, just like we've been saying with Xbox for this generation, I reckon their hardware sales start to slip a bit. Mm. Like, I don't think they'll ever, I don't think PlayStation is ever going to hit the level of sales they hit with PS4 again. Obviously, not PS2, because that was its own cataclysmic event. But I think from here, the way the industry is going, I don't think they're going to hit those sales again because they're going to start putting games on other platforms day one. So then people are going to be like, why should I get a PlayStation? In the same way we say about Xbox, we prefer the console experience. The same people will do that over a PlayStation, but a lot of people will just start playing on PC. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. It does. It does kind of feel like this shift is happening now. Like we're at the very beginning of it, where games are just going to start going everywhere, and that's a great. That's a great outcome. It's just a journey there is really messy and hard to see. <laughs> how and when we're going to get there you know yeah yeah it's i mean at the end of the day it's a great outcome and i think it's an outcome we were all expecting at some point as well that eventually you know games reaching everywhere is going to get to a point where if you want to play it as an enthusiast and to the its highest capability then you buy a pc rig that's capable of doing that and then if you still want the casual no no faff experience of a home console you still have that option as well right um but yeah I, I i do i do think that um yeah it's heading in this direction um so great all right well, well that kind of brings that whole this whole conversation to a close then around um some games going to other consoles where playstation's at you know the switch delay it's been a bit of a it's been a good episode for that actually quite holistic quite an eclectic episode with all the different platforms it was very nice and um, we don't discriminate there is Joaquin's reminded me of one final thing before we sort of wrap the sharp is that um it, it was posted on Twitter. Phil randomly responded, Phil Spencer randomly responded to some guy on Xbox who said, Oh, when are we gonna get to play all our XCloud games? You know, our own games on XCloud, is what I mean, on, on streaming. And he said, Should be later this year. And he just he just responded. And that's it. And now that's news. <laughs> that, that's what's happening. Our own game Oh, because at the moment it's only Game Pass games, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh wow. That's enormous which is pretty okay. nice okay. yeah that's enormous yeah. if true yeah yeah i mean so every single title purchased in or outside of games pass will be playable via x cloud by the end of the year yeah what is that true is that true what you just said about me well i can't see it as an emoji blocking he it. says he says deck was, deck knuck was knuckle deep in his nose at one point was I picking my nose on the bottom? I don't think so. I mean, I, so I, like, I like flick the little something. I like scratch my nose a bit, but maybe he meant I'm so embarrassed. Not deck. Is that true? <laughs> I don't think you are knuckle deep. <laughs> is that true? I'm really like, I'm really nervous now. Is that true? No, you're fine. No, there's no way. I wasn't just sitting here like digging for gold. Like, there's not a chance. He's trolling. He's trying to get in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah I think that's cool and also it's good to see because I I did get a little bit worried during the ABK trial that like oh fuck like nobody cares about xCloud and that might still be the case 
but their technology is getting better and they're still clearly working to integrate it into their whole ecosystem. <laughs> it's just it's a knuckle yeah. deep thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just how yeah. you got to be self conscious yeah. about it. Anyway, <laughs> that's really nice. Yeah. We're good. Okay. I think that kind of brings the show uh, to close, to be honest with you. Um, my head hurts. I'm self conscious. I'm nervous. Probably because you're poking your fucking brain, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get some of that cerebrospinal fluid out. Just trying to get a little uh, jar of that. Uh, That's hilarious. Yeah, use it to upgrade. All right. It's like evil within. Is that how that works? Is it? I haven't yeah, played yeah, even with it. Brain fluid, yeah. What would I do? Eat it? Uh, no, you sit in like an electric chair and it gets zapped into you. That's how you are. <laughs> right. Vials of brain <laughs> okay. <juice>. Yeah. <laughs> Did you so expect weird. anything less for the evil within? No, I mean, I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. Um. Well, you know, this is great. I'm glad we're over this hump because, you know, it was really getting quite hard to make such heavy clickbait titles every week leading mm. up to, to this <laughs> one and last one. Um, and now we can just go back to being fanboys, talking about how fucking <laughs> PlayStation sucks. <laughs> I'm just doing that every wait. week. Yeah. Back to basics <laughs> next week. Back to basics. Yeah, I can't um, wait to stop being. I can't wait to be bored of Hell Divers, so then I could just bash on PlayStation <laughs> once again. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talk about the better Hell-related game, Hellblade, coming in May. Is game Pass Day One, PC Day One, the superior way to release games. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Not biased at all. No, no, I still no. This is a very neutral podcast. Uh, right, let's wrap this shit up. Um, Tim, say something funny. I can't. I'm all out. I'm sorry. You, you I'm can't just sorry. put someone on the spot like that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap this up. Tim, say something funny. You just leave the fucking room. I'm clocking out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I can't. Yeah. All right, that's fine. No, sorry. I just <laughs> one day. I don't know what came over me. I don't know why I did that. Right, let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Um, you're the best. Um, if you enjoy watching mediocre Xbox podcasts, come back next week. That'd be great. Uh, we're also on podcast services. You can see us there, Spotify included. Uh, lots of love, really. Um, see you for the big 131. Mm, yeah. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Enjoy your Sundays. Hey. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.